0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to What's the Lesson? We've got a fantastic guest in the house today, Miss Tiffany Ticklow, or should we say Miss Arizona? Tiffany is here to chat with us about her incredible journey from being crowned the newest Miss Arizona to pursuing her dream of becoming Miss America and everything in between. Our friendship with TIFF truly
1: took root after having the opportunity to judge her in a local pageant that she was competing in and then getting to host her as a volunteer at our Pursue More summer camps earlier this year. She paints an incredible picture of what the Miss organization has done to help her grow over the years and what competing in pageants is really like, which, if we're being honest, was pretty far from what our ideas of it were.
0: Beyond the glitz and the glamour, we're digging into the nitty-gritty of building unshakable confidence. Tiffany's got some pearls of wisdom that are bound to leave you nodding in agreement. She's also making waves in the world of STEAM, which
1: is her social initiative. So we'll spend time diving into the significance of STEAM education and the importance of representation in an industry that is largely
0: male-dominated. Tiffany's road to becoming Miss America is a roller coaster of determination, resilience, and grit. So whether you're a pageant aficionado on a quest for personal growth, or just curious about the incredible journey of a true champion, this episode is your goldmine of insights. Let's get into it. Welcome to What's the Lesson, the podcast that takes you on a deep dive into the world of character development. We're Jill and Mary,
1: the dynamic
0: duo behind Girls Mentorship. We foster self-confidence, self-esteem, and self-awareness for tween and teen girls, along with their invaluable network of supporters through events, resources, and mentorship. Picture
1: us as your coaches walking alongside you through the world of social emotional learning and think of this podcast as your own personal roadmap.
0: We'll support you in discovering obstacles that might be holding you back, and gain clarity on why this work is a game changer, not only for your growth, but for the next generation of leaders as well.
1: Alongside our fantastic guests, we're here to share knowledge about how you can change old patterns of behavior and make sense of those WTF moments, shifting them into lessons that can drastically
0: improve your life instead. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a superhero stay-at-home mom, or someone fueled by boundless curiosity, our mission is crystal clear, to supercharge your emotional intelligence and sprinkle the magic of SEL into every corner of your life.
1: Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us today. You just mentioned that this was your first podcast recording, so will you let us know how you're feeling on the other side of this screen?
2: I am so excited, a little nervous. I do love listening to podcasts and we're really into um, the the Selena Gomez show on Hulu where they record a podcast. So it's really fun actually being a part of one. And I've just loved getting to volunteer with girls mentorship so far. So getting to share my story a little bit more in this scenario is really, really a new and exciting thing for me.
0: Oh, well, you're, I mean, you're the perfect person to just jump in and get your podcasting career kicked off on What's the Lesson with us. (laughs) We're so honored. And truly, Tiff, I feel like we need to let people in because um, you volunteered with us this past summer at our Pursue More Summer Camp. And you, we'll, we'll get into having you share a little bit more about your story, but there was something really special about you specifically coming in because we um, have this relationship with a local organization um, that hosts and does different pageants throughout the, the Scottsdale Phoenix community and you were a part of it. So your title when we met you in the summer was Miss Scottsdale. And you came in with this beautiful dress and your sash and crown and the girls, our campers, went wild. We had no idea that it was going to be such a hit. I mean, we should have. It's like having a princess, (laughs) a real life princess in front of us. But I think the beauty of you obviously walking in was wow that moment but the beauty happened when you really got to share your story so i'm excited to take a piece of that special summer camp experience and really invite our listeners in to the really like the the beauty of who you are so
1: you walked in as miss scottsdale week 1 And you walked back in week three of our summer camp as Miss Arizona. So a lot transpired over the summer between our summer camps and your busy schedule. So can we just dial it way, way back to when you started pageants and why you started pageants?
2: I was first introduced to the Miss Arizona organization when I was 14 years old. My older sister, Isabel, she had actually started competing before me, and initially I tagged along to all of her events as her photographer, but then I started (laughs) participating in these things, and I fell in love with the organization. There were so many opportunities for personal, professional, and academic growth, and for me especially, I really wanted to grow in confidence because when I was younger, I struggled with self-confidence to the point that eye contact was terrifying to me, but through Being a local title holder, competing at state, meeting young women with similar interests, I was able to find my voice and create a platform for STEAM education where I've been able to work with youth who had similar experiences where they struggled with that self confidence and share my message and hopefully inspire them to come out of their shells a little bit.
1: Okay, okay, okay. So you said you started at 14. How old does that make you now?
2: I am 21 now.
1: Okay so we've been in the syndicate for 7 years which is a really say, long like a time. That's life. It's one-third. One-third one third there, Let's Let's do the math here. <laughs> One-third of your life has been spent in the Miss organization. So you started by tagging along with your sister. You said you were the BTS photographer, which I'm sure was scary then, too, being around all of these other women in gowns with makeup and hair and just beautiful. Did that... Um, intimidate you or entice you, which obviously it enticed you because now you've been doing it for seven years. But how did that make you feel at first watching your sister go through this transformation?
2: It was intimidating at first. I think when you're 14 um, and you see all of these accomplished women on stage, you never really think that you could go up there and be in their shoes. And I was definitely nervous about competing at first. I didn't win my first local competition. Um, When I was 15, I won my first local title, and that was a really huge moment for me because I was now standing alongside these women who are accomplished, they are empowering. It is such a supportive environment, similar to what the Pursue More Camps had. So just although it was scary at first, I'm so glad that I took that leap because I was welcomed by so many incredible women. And I'm just so thankful that I've had so many role models and sister title holders throughout the years. Well, and I think that's really cool because I'm gonna bring
0: people up to speed. Mary and I got asked to judge uh, a local competition here last October, and um, the request was it could only be one of us, um, Mary or myself. And of course, Mary, being just my my best friend, she knows that I love this type of stuff. So she was like, "You can go ahead and 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 go at, like go for it. You be the judge on our behalf." So my misconception over over the several years that I watched the the Miss America pageant on TV was just really about these women being beautiful. And of course, they were poised and well-spoken, but it wasn't until I was a judge that I learned that these women are so much more than what meets the eye. I mean, truly, I was blown away at, well, A, you have to have the confidence to put yourself out there and be judged. But B, it is a really beautiful way to develop yourself and grow as a person and take on different things that matter to you, to be a community leader, et cetera, et cetera. I was blown away. I was like, oh my gosh. I had no idea that that these organizations or that the pageants um, are so much more than just beauty. So I really then was, I'm like, how can we get involved with this? Because our, what we stand for at Girls Mentorship is that how do we develop girls to be their best brightest most confident selves and it's teaching them how to put themselves out there how to be okay with failure how to bounce back even if you didn't get the title the first time Mm. how do you show up for yourself again and again and again so what I want to say in that is it's really cool that you put yourself out there to say hey I'm a little intimidated these women are beautiful you didn't win but you kept going
2: and look at you now It has been such a crazy journey. I think when you're in high school and you don't win, of course, you're a little little sad because you always want to do your absolute best. But in competing for so many years, you learn to embrace those, what you think are failures at the time, um, as stepping stones towards growth. And that is a mindset that I've really had to embody throughout my journey in the Miss Arizona organization. Something that is so special about competing in pageants is that you are relying on the opinions of six strangers who get to know you for probably about a total of 20 minutes, both on stage and off stage. So you really have to stay authentic to yourself throughout the whole process. Otherwise, you're just going to come falling apart. Mm.
1: That's such a great point, right? Like you're being judged by strangers. So in order to really have your personality and your strengths shine through, it pays to be the authentic version of yourself entirely throughout, before you start, while you're competing and in the end. So these people can really get the full version of who you are and be able to judge you based on how you're showing up which is obviously your intention but that means you're in alignment with with who you say you are and i think that's a really important value something that we really held very valuable not only at camp but through our through our entire organization is integrity and from the moment you walked in the door you could tell that you had that exact pillar of a value for yourself which is i think one of the major reasons we aligned with you and the organization from the get go. Um, so, Jill was talking about the different categories. Like, she thought it was just beauty. It blew her away that it was, way, I was like, way, Of it's, course,
0: it's more. That was
1: probably, well, and to your point, that's really what was painted for a long time in, society, in the 90s right? and in society yeah. around what. Quote unquote beauty pageants were, but it's so much more than that. So that's probably about 10% of it, to be honest. Uh-huh. Will you talk about the different facets of a conversation or of a competition and what you have to bring to the stage in order to not only be a, a local title holder, but in your case now, a state title holder?
2: The portions of competition? Yep. Yeah, so it starts off with a private interview, which is where I met Jill for the first time. You stand in front of the panel of judges, and they can ask you from anything from what did you see on the news to what are your plans as Miss Arizona? So there's a really big range. You really have to practice and stay current and be prepared for anything. On stage, we have, um, well, they just recently brought back fitness. So for Miss, for me, that was uh, doing a life and wellness wellness routine. And then we have a talent. So I'm a singer. We do an onstage question, which is about our community service initiative. So each individual title holder has a passion project. Mine is involving STEAM education, bringing science and the arts to all students. But it's really awesome to see what each title holder gets to represent throughout her time. And lastly, there's an evening gown, which I know sounds like it's all about the gown, but really they're looking at how that girl is feeling on stage. Is she confident? Is she having a good time? That's really what the main portion is. So those are the competition phases. And throughout the year, really, you are, as Miss Arizona, my favorite part of the job is getting out to go into the community and represent the Miss Arizona organization, get to experience different uh, personal projects. I volunteer with St. Mary's Food Bank a lot. Coming to the Pursue More Camps is something that I am so glad that I got to be a part of. (laughs) There are definitely some future Miss Americas in that room that I remember I got to talk with a little bit. A hundred percent. Yeah, there's a huge range of what's involved in the competition. And it's so much more, like you said, than being judged on your physical appearance. Remind me too, because
0: you're wearing this beautiful crown on your head and are the, the different points
2: on yes. your head, do they represent something? They represent something as well, right? They do. Yeah. So we have four points of the Miss America crown. There is service, scholarship, scholarship, style, and success. And we have an honorary point of sisterhood.
0: I love that. All the S's. All the S's. And <laughs> yes. then is that something that you also have to embody as you wear it and you're out in the community? Are those kind of like, I, I want to say like the image of Being a title holder,
2: you have to kind of uphold those
0: four
2: Four or five values, points. I think it's definitely an important part of the job because you are representing a brand. Um, Miss America is celebrating over 100 years Mm -hmm. of women empowerment. They are the number one scholarship provider for young women today. I'm graduating with my undergrad and my master's completely debt free because of this organization. And that's something a lot of people don't know about. So that's why it's so important that when we are wearing our crown and our sash, that we are out there representing what this organization stands for. But I also know at the same time, even without the crown and the sash, I would be doing everything that I already am. It's just something that helps people recognize the organization a little faster and learn more about it.
1: Well, and that's a really cool point that you bring up. A, you're a student. You're you're in your undergrad. You... Um, Don't get paid for doing any of this, right? This isn't a paid gig. You don't do paid appearances. This is all based on your choice and your free time that you go out and volunteer. It costs quite a bit of money, I'm assuming, to be pageant ready. You were telling our girls at camp just how many pageants you've done. Can you recall off the top of your head what that number is? Oh, my gosh. I think I think eight, maybe eight or nine. Okay, so you've done it for seven years. that's at least one a year. Um, that means travel and gowns and hair and makeup and family probably taking time off of work, Not to mention all the time that it takes off stage to prepare for everything that you have to do. So I think that's a really cool point is yes, it takes a lot of time, energy, and attention. However, on the back end, it's one of the most storied scholarship organizations that there is, which I had no idea until um, we had the opportunity to have several misses come in and volunteer. That was a really big point that y'all hit on was by doing this, by going through the syndicate, you get paid back with school scholarships. Um, So your undergrad is completely taken care of. You're graduating. When do you graduate?
2: I graduate next May.
1: Oh, my gosh. We have Yay! one year. So you graduate next May completely debt free, which is something that not a lot of people can say and is such an incredible accolade. Now, when you go on, if you go on to grad school, is that the same? You'll you'll still have opportunities to collect scholarships for your grad school?
2: We do. So we have some incredible scholarship partners. ASU is one of our biggest and biggest and newest partners. And Western New Mexico University offers a four-year program for us. So that is what I'm going to be doing for my master's. And again, it'd be completely paid for um, because of winning um, Miss Arizona and because of being in the top five.
0: That is so cool. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we really want to paint the picture on in this conversation is that it's so much more than just walking on stage in a beautiful gown. And I know that um, there is a lot of talk around, oh, beauty, beauty queens and, and, oh, you know, parents maybe wanting to put their daughter into a pageant, but they're maybe nervous around um, getting labeled as like the toddlers and tiaras or. Or the misconception around girls being catty. Right. Yeah. So I think what's really beautiful in you sharing your experience is that it's so much more than that. And it's actually the opposite of what society has really painted the beauty pageant industry or, or you know, opportunities as because um, everything that you have shared, if I had a little girl would make me want to put her in it to be like, you know, not only are you going to, grow in your confidence and find friends that are like-minded, but you have the opportunity to collect money in
2: scholarships to help you advance and grow in your career. And the best part about it is you don't even have to win to get that scholarship opportunity. Our Mm -hmm. Miss 18 Top 11 get a $28,000 scholarship to Arizona State University, and that's a huge opportunity because I think there's a huge misconception about in order to get these benefits, you have to take home the title. And that's not it at all. There are so many great benefits for people who just commit to a local competition, start from there and compete at state. And who knows, you, you could end up walking away with thousands of dollars of scholarship, lifelong friends, life skills to use for job interviews. It is such a worthy investment.
1: I think one of the coolest things that transpired when you walked in, you walked in with your mom, which will... will um, We'll do a little deep dive on that here in a moment. (laughs) Um, But you walked in and the girls were completely shocked and enamored with you straight away. And the moment the word STEAM, STEM, came out of your mouth, because we associate certain um, areas of interest or areas of focus with certain looks. So when you said what you are majoring in and what your um, community focus was – The amount of jaws that hit the floor in the room was incredible. So we really got to take a misconception and turn it on its head because they didn't for one second imagine that you would say that you were somebody with that focus. They were like, oh, you're definitely going to be, you're definitely going to say you're an actress or you're this or you're that, which you are a singer. I want to talk about that as well. But that being your main focus completely shocked the girls in our camp because they had in their mind a picture of somebody whose focus that was, right, science, totally nerdy, absolutely in a lab coat, glasses, the whole nine yards, right? We painted a picture of what somebody looks like when they mm-hmm. say they have a certain focus and that is not you in any way shape or form and that image of of the way the girls looked is forever burned in my brain because from a young age the, uh, the girls in our camp are 10 to 13 years old they'll remember their interaction with you and hopefully take that and not stereotype what someone looks mm-hmm. based on what they say they want to do. So will you talk a little bit about your area of focus and why that is so interesting to you and how you utilize it within your community focus?
2: I am a computer science software engineering major at ASU, but I'm also pursuing a minor in music because growing up, I was a science fair kid. That was my favorite time of the year, getting to make those trifolds and getting to do four <laughs> <years>. <laughs> And I was part of the robotics club, but I was also heavily arts-based. My family loves doing karaoke. I was involved in musical theater as a kid. And I think both subjects had such a profound impact on who I am today that I wanted to ensure that kids like me, who sometimes felt out of place, had an outlet where they could pursue their passions for free. So I started my social impact about seven years ago. It started off as teaching free music classes at an elementary school to Free virtual coding lessons for high school kids. And I will never forget at one of the Glee camps that I did, a little girl came up to me and she said, thank you for being here because I wouldn't be able to do this if you weren't here. Because arts can be such a costly hobby. And a lot of people are unaware that, you know, dance, singing classes, all of those little things add up. And these kids that so badly want to be in performance or so badly be in the science Um, in engineering, they may not have these opportunities. So that is why I strive to implement my free STEAM curriculum throughout Arizona. Um, And
0: how do you implement it? So if someone is like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I want to know where her curriculum lives. How do kids get access to uh, your
2: social impact? Mainly I work with individual schools. So um, I Doesn't matter where, I go from Chandler to Tempe to Scottsdale, anywhere. Um, I usually reach out to a principal, and I offer the after-school programs for free. The great thing about the pandemic, one of the things that came out of the pandemic was developing a virtual curriculum, which was awesome, because then I could reach even more students. So if you are a teacher or a principal, and you're listening, and you'd love to implement some STEAM programs at your school, please contact us, Arizona.
0: (laughs) Totally. I'm (laughs) sure people are like, ah, because... I, I just, I love what that little girl said to you because truly that's why we invite all sorts of different women into our summer camps to show other girls that there are amazing women who can inspire them outside of just the two of us. So for you to come in and these girls looking at you, they obviously were blown away by your beauty. But when you got to open up and share your story about what it took for you to become Miss Scottsdale to then Miss Arizona, you connected with girls in a way that was just so profound. I mean, truly, you you like anime. There were girls in our camp that were like, "What? You like <laughs> anime?" And then you were like, "I like to sing." And there were another of handful of girls who were like, "But we love to sing. It's really cool to show girls other women who can be multifaceted, who can be multi-passionate to say, hey, this is my story and, and see yourself in me. And I hope to inspire you to go after your goals and your dreams too.
2: I think it's definitely important, especially for our younger generations to realize that all of their different passions, they're not mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, you can be both. Um, our current Miss America right now is actually a nuclear engineer. And she's oh, amazing around that's the cool. world as Miss America, representing her passion. And I think that is can, like you said, inspire a lot of young girls who see themselves in in pageantry, in science, or anywhere that they imagine themselves. I want to go back to the fact that your
1: mom is now your BTS. She's your photographer, <laughs> and I'm sure she was for your sister as well. But she's she's really proudly took on the the role of stage mom. There's no other better way to describe the energy your mom brought to the summer mm-hmm. camp room. But I love that she came with you because 10 to 13 is really the start of the parent struggle, right? It's really the starting to pull away from mom because we're starting to You know, wanting to find our own identity, so we're we're pushing boundaries, we're we're testing limits, we're, you know, eye rolling a little bit more. You don't understand me. You were born yesterday, type (laughs) of rhetoric. And the fact that your mom came with you, I think, was just another beautiful example of a relationship that was so important to you in in your success. Um, It was very clear that y'all are incredible friends at this point, which. You know, there's, there's definitely a shift that happens between being mom and being a friend. Um, and I loved that she came because it got to be a beautiful example for our girls as to what's possible for them, not only within what you're doing with pageants, but in the relationship with their parents as well. Because when you're in that in that time in that age it's it can feel like such a struggle that may not ever end we don't really see the light at the end of the tunnel and what you got to be was a beautiful example of this relationship gets to be so much more like my mom gets to come with me and see my success and share in my wins and my losses with me and it's it's no longer a struggle and i'm sure you have your tiffs of course Oh, that's funny. That was a total <laughs> no, pun, no pun unintended. Um, I'm sure you have your struggles and your your little miscommunications to this day. You always will. But it was cool for them to get to see how close you guys were um, and, and to know that that was possible for them. So just a little shout out to your mom. Will you talk a little bit about that relationship and how it's evolved throughout your years
2: I love that I get to spend this year with my mom. Miss Arizona's get a travel companion. So my mom was my travel companion when she was Miss Arizona 2018, and now she's mine. So we have been on some crazy journeys. We've driven to Sierra Vista during a desert storm, and then 24 hours later, flown out to Georgia to design my Miss America gown. And she has been such a huge support system and one of the biggest reasons why I'm able to live out my dreams today. And I think when I had a conversation with a Miss USA title holder, um, and she shared with us that, you know, some friendships will come and go, but family is forever. And my mom has always, always throughout, ever since I started when I was 14 to now at 21, she's always been there for me, win or lose. Crazy early morning rehearsals or late at night drives back from events. And just having that support system is so incredibly important, not only as Miss Arizona, but just as a young person going through life. Sometimes you really just need your mom. Totally. Mm -hmm. Oh,
0: Oh, and it's beautiful. Your mom is so, she's such a proud mom. And we loved to see it from what the girls saw, but also as I'm a mom. So I understand what it feels like to watch your kid, you know, stand in front of, an audience or in, in our sake, it was our summer camp, but she's seen you in so many moments to be so proud. And like, I, I can't imagine what it feels like now having a daughter be Miss Arizona and not just you. <laughs> you mentioned your older sister was also Miss Arizona. So I don't know what's happening with, what's happening in your, in your gene pool, but <laughs> um, you guys have a great tight-knit family. And I And what I want to say in family is, we mentioned you being a singer and you learned that from growing up so a lot of times um we kind of hide or mask or shield um those parts of our family because we don't want to feel embarrassed and i really love when when kids and people can lean into those like fun moments uh, that a family can do to- together because Tiff, you're an incredible singer, and it really stemmed from those moments of learning music from your mom and your dad and your sisters. So can you talk a little bit about your your singing career? And um, really, your, I'll let you share a little bit more of um, where people can find your music, but one of your songs in particular became our camp anthem, which it really was so did. Yeah. Cool. So I would love for you to share a little bit more about how singing really, like how it came to be and and how it's led you to really awesome opportunities too for yourself.
2: Singing has always been one of my greatest passions. My family says that I used to walk around the house singing Elvis songs when I was 2 years old. <laughs> so cute. I, I always knew that I wanted to pursue my passion, but I just wasn't really sure how. And it wasn't until I signed up for the Music Artist of the Year competition. And I was so nervous for that because it was just me in a room performing in front of a Grammy-winning producer. And that was super intimidating. Yeah. Also super exciting. And it opened the door for so many opportunities. So I ended up winning the contest, and I flew out to L.A. to record a demo. And this was back in 2020. So we wanted to fly back and record an album, but the whole world shut down. So for about two years, we were wondering, what can we do? Because I wanted to release music. I wanted to tell my story of how struggling with anxiety, but finding comfort through performing, through singing um, with people who could relate to the lyrics. So. Two and a half years later, my dad and I flew out to Atlanta and re- we recorded three singles, um, Boxes, Find Forever, and Elevate, which are available for streaming on all music platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, um, YouTube, you name it. And Boxes is actually the one that became the camp favorite, which was <laughs> The awesome. camp anthem. It's so <laughs> Just- good. They're all
0: amazing. But really, Boxes is you listen to the words and you're like, oh my gosh. And that's what I love so much about your music is that it it tells a story. And kids are so persuaded by what they listen to and what they watch that it is really important to have music. I mean, music can heal and music can also encourage you to have you know, take unhealthy risks or what, you know, try to model what the song says. So to have your, to have your music and those lyrics really empower, because that's the word that I'm landing on right now. These girls felt so, it, it was just so cool to watch them Say the w- lyrics out loud and to memorize them, and to be like, "Oh my gosh! Like I, I can't believe that she felt like she was in a box too, because people put me in boxes." Your, your, your music not only touched our girls at our summer camp, but it's gonna touch the lives of so many others.
2: Thank you. They, yeah, it, I, it was so special to me when they were singing lyrics, and when we, I think we talked a little bit about what boxes meant, because ironically. The word boxes is only said once through the entire song, but the lyrics are really about feeling like you have to live up to a certain standard, that you have to fit in this mold. And I think learning to overcome that and to embrace your individuality is something that is so critical at that young age, being 10 to 13, because a lot of the girls share that they're about to start at a new school and they were worried about having to change who they are to make new friends or to fit in and boxes really Talks about finding who you are and staying true to yourself. Kind of like how we talked about at the beginning about authenticity.
1: Gosh, and just everything you've shared throughout this entire episode is something that kids are struggling with today, right? Anxiety, depression, the fear of failure is a big thing. So if we fear failure, then we're not even going to take that first step to go after the thing that we really want to do. So not only within the Miss Syndicate and you holding so many titles, um, obviously you didn't win every competition that you've gone after. You probably won't win the next one or the next one after that, right? But getting back up, dusting yourself off, that's something this generation is really, really, really struggling with. So I think your story is so poignant in that, man, keep moving forward, right? You're not going to see the mountaintop, but the path is going to be there. Or maybe you do see the mountaintop, but you actually can't see the path that doesn't matter as long as you're putting one foot in front of the other. Yes, you might fall in that hole, but you've got people around you to help get you out, dust you off, and keep moving forward. And there's outlets that you've used to help when you feel anxious or when you feel scared, whether that's a person, whether that's a hobby, now turned into something that you've you've literally, I mean, you recorded three singles. They're on Spotify. They're living on Spotify playlists of all of our campers as we speak, which is, is probably something that one you thought was your wildest dreams, right? Like, how is this ever gonna happen? The world's shut down, I'm i am never gonna make this happen. How often do we say that to ourselves and stop pursuing what we're passionate about because we don't think we can make it happen? You're living proof that regardless of what it is, regardless of how many times the door is shut in your face, like it doesn't matter, continue to do it anyway because the question that I'm sitting here mulling over is, what if it does work out? What if I actually do get the thing produced? What if I actually do win the competition? And okay, so you went, will you just take us down how many local titles that you've actually held? Like, what's the trajectory of where you've been? Where, what title did you start winning when you were 15?
2: My very first title was Miss Tempe's Outstanding Teen, and then Miss Phoenix's Outstanding Teen, Miss Glendale's Outstanding Teen, and then I transitioned into the Miss division, um, which was a whole other experience for me. And my first title was Miss Grand Canyon, and then Miss Scottsdale.
1: Okay, so it wasn't a straight line to success, which I think a lot of people want to take as well. You bounced around different categories, which... If you are someone who's listening that is interested in what this whole organization has to offer, we'll have um, a place that you can look into in our show notes to ask more questions, find more answers to those questions, Um, because there's a whole world of resources for anyone who's interested in the organization. But you bounced around. So three different teen titles, two different Miss titles before winning Miss Arizona, What's next? So, is there a next step that you are looking to take in order to um, eclipse the title of Miss Arizona and go after something even bigger?
2: Currently, I am preparing for Miss America. Ooh, honey, that sounds so cool. It does. I know. It's crazy to me that I will be a part of this uh, Miss America sisterhood now forever. And they haven't announced the competition details yet, but they're estimating December, January. So, Really, I'm just kicking into high gear my preparations for that, working with our incredible state sponsors. Um, A personal goal of mine is being able to utilize my computer science background to build an app for the Miss Arizona organization and to continue building upon my 1,090 hours of community service, just really being out in the community, making these meaningful connections. Um, I remember at the first summer camp, actually, one of the girls shared at the end that she was able to become a little more um, open at, towards the end of the week as it progressed since I visited on Monday because we had that conversation about the design on our t-shirt. And just knowing that a simple interaction made somebody feel better about themselves, affected their day is the reason why I strive to do the best and the most that I absolutely can throughout my reign.
0: And I think that is such a beautiful reminder that you don't have to have a crown and a sash to show up and make a difference in someone else's day. And truly, that's one of the things that Mary and I love to do the most is how do we leave people better than how we found them? And that could truly just be a smile. It could be a, hey, how is your day? Because they haven't been asked the entire day. Um, Those small little interactions make a world of a difference. So for those of you tuning in, have that be a challenge for you. How can you go out today and make someone else's day better? You don't have to have a crown or a sash or you don't have to have this crazy degree that you're going after because you everything that you have, you already have inside of you. And sometimes it's just having conversations like this to give people the permission, to go out and and really go after their goals, go after their dreams, because we stop going after what we want because of other people's expectations or the expectations that we place on ourselves. So you, Tiffany, are such a beautiful example of not giving up. Uh, We like to say, like, grit, don't quit. Like, you are gritty, and if you want everything that this world has to offer, you're going to have to fail. You're going to have to succeed. You're going to have to share your story in order to continue to see the possibilities, to see the opportunities present themselves and and the doors open for you.
1: Well, and share your story in super uncomfortable ways, right? I'm sure you it took a long time for you to get comfortable on a stage. And that repetition part of continuing to do it regardless of if you were comfortable or not helped you build your confidence. We make the joke about Maybelline, right? Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> Nobody's born with confidence. It's about doing the thing over and over and over. And I think the fact that you have five local titles and now a state title, so six titles total over your career within the organization, speaks so highly to the fact that you didn't give up even when your name wasn't called at those other competitions. So I know that going into Miss America, you're going in with that same attitude because you're going up, how are you, is it 52 girls you're competing against? Well, 51? There's 51 of us total. Okay. So there's 51 incredible, talented, beautiful, amazing women competing. You're going in with the mindset that, heck, yeah, I would love to win. And it's okay that I if if I don't, because I know what I've accomplished to this point. And correct me if I'm wrong, but if this isn't where you get the title of Miss America, are there other opportunities for you to continue to compete for that title?
2: You can only go to Miss America once. Okay. Wow. Okay.
1: Okay. It's all yours. I'm so excited. We're putting it out there, Mm -hmm. baby. (laughs) Because this, I mean, this episode is really going to air probably right around that time. So we'll all be sitting on the edge of our seats watching this competition and waiting for you to win because – you're actually not the first Miss in the syndicate that has won Miss Arizona while in conjunction with our organization. <laughs> the Miss Melody Faith won Miss Arizona the week after she came and led a workshop with us last year. So I feel like there's we should all go buy lottery tickets and <laughs> good we've, fives, baby. We've got a, a, a Miss America on the other side of our screen. <laughs> we totally um, do. What changes if that's the case? So you, you go from Miss Arizona. When you win Miss America, what changes?
2: Well, I feel like it's pretty intense. You are now representing an entire country. So I, I had the chance to meet Grace, who is our current Miss America. And she's originally from Wisconsin, but she spends a lot of her time traveling to different states, different events, spreading the word about the benefits of this organization, her personal project. And I think it's just, Miss Arizona elevated uh, with a higher reach and a higher impact. So I would really, of course be thankful for the opportunity to continue representing such an incredible organization. But above all, I'm just really excited and grateful for the opportunity to represent Arizona on a national stage. That is so
0: great. I mean, there's no one better, truly. You are so prepared, and all of your experience have has led you up to this moment, and we can't wait to cheer you on and see you on TV and be like, "Oh my gosh, that's our friend." <laughs>
1: well, and for
0: you to inspire many, many girls along to, the way a- along the way to see what's possible for themselves.
1: Well, and for the listener on the other end of this conversation, That could be your daughter, Mm -hmm. to be completely honest. Like you never know what she could accomplish if you just give her the space or the opportunity to do so. So what I want you to take away from this conversation is allow her to feel out different opportunities. Maybe it's not... A competition or a pageant. But what else could it be that, you know, she might be a little fear fearful of that so she doesn't want to do it? Where could you be her cheerleader to push her and give her the opportunity to do so? Because Tiffany is an incredible example of perseverance and grit and continuing to work really hard for what you want, even with a jam-packed schedule and every excuse to maybe throw up your hands and want to just take a nap, right? <laughs> Today, You probably don't have to wear your crown and sash to class, right? I'm assuming that it's not an everyday thing, but today you put it on for this interview for us because that's what it means to get up and represent who you are as an individual, but also represent a higher organization as that individual. So Tiff all the best thank you so much for joining us on the show today i mean you've really taken some wtf moments and turned them into very valuable lessons not only for yourself but as jill pointed out the thousands of girls that look up to you on a daily basis and see us what included. you've been, the little girls in us, to see what you've been able to accomplish. So we'll put all of your details in the show notes to where people can find you and follow along. Um, but thanks. Thanks for your time because we know it's valuable and um, you've got a lot going on to prepare for the next stage of both school as well as competition.
2: Thank you so much for having me and allowing me to be a part of Girls Mentorship. It is truly such an empowering and an an incredible organization. And I know you just recently celebrated an anniversary. So (laughs) thanks
0: thanks for following our journey. Three whole years, years.
2: you know, we've
1: got a few years to catch up to you, (laughs) but three whole years. Yeah, it's it's incredible. So thank you for that call out. Listeners, we'll see you on the next episode.
0: Bye, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to What's the Lesson.
1: If you're feeling the same, I can do anything attitude that we are,
0: here's how you can keep the momentum going. Spread the good vibes. Share this episode with your friends, family, or give us a shout out on your social media. Fancy
1: a trip to iTunes town? We're all ears for your ratings and reviews. Seriously, we read each one of them. Your thoughts are like gold to us.
0: Lastly, let's be friends. Hang out with us on social media for more awesome content and behind-the-scenes action.
1: And until we meet again, remember our golden rule. Turning those WTF moments into WTL moments is a superpower. Practice is always progress. And you've got this.